0: Welcome to ACONA Beyond the Articles, the podcast of ACONA Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode.
1: Hello and welcome back to ACONA Beyond the Articles. Today we are going to be talking about how history will remember the coronavirus. But first, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Mae Lamison, and I am the editor-in-chief.
0: I am Adriana james Rodill and I am the multimedia editor. I'm Reagan Finch and I'm a senior staff writer.
2: And I'm Casey Martin and I'm a senior staff writer.
0: So today's podcast episode will be a little shorter than usual because we are actually submitting this to NPR's student podcast challenge. So without further ado, let's get into what we're talking about. So just to provide some background to this coronavirus um, pandemic, there has been similar historical events, most notably the 1918 pandemic influenza, also known as the flu, and another similar outbreak was the SARS outbreak. So I think it's really interesting to kind of compare
1: events and pandemics and other diseases that have happened in the past with what is going on today. And I think it's really important because the coronavirus or COVID-19 has really consumed our daily lives. For example, right now, we are all recording this podcast via FaceTime, which I think is really interesting. We would normally be at school, but all the schools are closed. So how do you guys think this modern virus kind of compares to maybe things that we've seen before?
2: Okay, well, I think that um, sometimes when we note like historic events, We usually note like, how the economy is doing at the time. And so I feel like really the facts about, like, the SARS or the, like, flu outbreak, um, how it, like, really impacted the economy. But I know that, like, even right now we're seeing in our daily lives that most restaurants are closed, like, shopping centers, like, big areas that people usually meet up in. It's slowing down the economy a lot. Like, the stock market has been seen to be, like, dropping the like percentages and I just think that like it's like a b- big indicator of how much like a virus can impact like our daily lives.
0: I think it's also important to note that like we have never seen something like this before just because these events happen either the year before we, w- we were born or just like too young for us to remember and like nothing at this scope where we're literally having to communicate through FaceTime has occurred to us and it's just really interesting to see how like how even though we're apart, we're still able to communicate. I remember the day it got really
1: bad. It was a Thursday night and all of the news outlets were covering it and there was a lot of uh, deaths in other countries and outbreaks in other countries and the first cases were just hitting the US and it felt very dystopian and it felt very apocalyptic. And I think I'm gonna remember that day for the rest of my life. And I was talking to my parents about it and my dad specifically said he felt like that day was 9-11, it was the same type of feeling of something is happening to the world and it's never gonna be the same.
3: I think going off of that, this as awful as this is, we're gonna come out of this whole experience stronger as a group, like especially the youth have unified over like, this is what's happening. And I think that we're gonna be like, oh yeah, I was this place when I found out that school got canceled, I was this place when I found out things were happening on a local base. So I think we're gonna come out stronger.
2: I feel like also with like the timeline, everything just happened so quickly because I feel like we had been hearing about the coronavirus like in China and stuff and you know I heard about it for like a while but then like the time frame from hearing about it oh first case in like getting closer and closer to like the United States I it just happened so quickly like it like the first case was here then next thing I know all schools are shut down like everyone's being quarantined at home and it's like when did this happen you know
3: Everything happened really fast. I agree. And
1: I think an important question to ask is, how will this be remembered? And I guess that's kind of the whole point of our podcast, but is it going to be remembered on a more personal level? The fact that we as seniors may not be able to run the halls, or we may not be able to go to prom or have our senior traditions, or is this going to be remembered maybe on a grander scheme of, this is how many people have died from this, this is how many people were infected from this, Um, this is how people have been treated. I know there's been a lot of xenophobia and racism against Asian Americans specifically. 100%. 100%. And I think when we look back at other historical events like the influenza and the SARS outbreak, we remember it in a very, I don't know how to describe this, but more of a statistic way. We we don't think of the feeling, what it was like to live through that outbreak, what the experiences and the sacrifices were like.
0: I was just going to note that... um... On a personal level, I know that I'm going to remember kind of, like, the blatant disregard by young people, millennials, Generation Z, etc. Like, their blatant disregard for kind of other people's safety. Like, it's not... It's not about you, but it's about the other people that you could infect because you could be, you could have coronavirus for up to 14 days before you actually start to show symptoms. And I think something that's going to be written in history books is this increase and sharp increase of people diagnosed with coronavirus because of young people's kind of disregard for like federal crises, like national emergencies. And that's why over 40% of corona patients are 20 to 40 years old.
3: A lot of younger people have a very not our problem kind of attitude because, you know, on the news it says constantly, like, you know, most most people at risk are over 65, but like AJ just said, over 40% of patients are 20 to 40, so you really have to get the mindset of, you're not just thinking about yourself, you have to take a step back, like, how many people do you interact with, what did you touch, and, like, could somebody else who's more at risk touch that as well, so you just have to think about your impact. You're like a pebble in a river, if you will, like, you have a ripple effect.
1: And going off of what you said, Reagan, we're still so early on in this process that we don't really know everything about the virus. We don't know how long it stays on surfaces. We don't mm-hmm. know if how long it stays on clothing, if it can stay in the air for a certain amount of time, how it's affected by different chemicals or sunlight or cleaning products. So this is largely unknown, and I think that's very scary. And I wonder if that's going to be translated in the generations to come.
2: I really do think that we're not getting as much coverage of it, like, on a personal level because every time, like, I get notifications on my phone from, like, a story update, it's just, like, numbers. Like, a death toll has increased, a uh, number of cases has increased, I don't hear a lot of, like, testaments, you know what I mean, from, like, this first hand.
1: I think that our generation is very much desensitized. I agree. And I think that'll play a very interesting role in how we remember this virus specifically because we, all of us have grown up in a time where we've had iPads from when we were really little or we've had the news playing in the background. We live in this 24-hour media cycle, so we know everything that happens when it happens. And so because of that, we have been exposed to so many atrocities and so many horrors and terrors that we've kind of lost that shock value, that shock factor.
0: I think that's really important to note, May, because just going back to kind of like the 1918 pandemic influenza, like they didn't have access to the technologies that we have right now. So maybe they weren't aware of like the vast um, kind of like outbreak of the H1N1 virus um, that affected them or kind of like there was a sh- more shock value to it than what we're experiencing with the coronavirus. And also technology does work in our favor and it also is at our di- disadvantage. But um, in terms of working in our favor, CBS Sunday Morning had a special report on March 22nd, 2020 um, about how like we have been social, d- we have actually in reality been social distancing for the majority of the times of the of for the majority of like my life or young people's life because we're constantly on like social media on our technology that we're not like we're not engaging in as much face-to-face interaction and that now and now since we don't have access to that or can't or can't do that then we're craving it and it's just maybe maybe this is like a wake-up call for us too.
3: It's almost like you always want whatever you don't have. Like, I know this is a really out there example, but people with straight hair want like curly hair or people with curly hair want to straighten their hair. So like, now that we don't have access to something, now we want it. But you know, when this wasn't happening, you know, a lot of people are still staying home on the weekends watching Netflix. But now that that's their only option that they don't want to do that.
1: I think a good way to close out this podcast is to each talk about for Just a few sentences how we will personally remember this virus.
3: I can go Um, Personally, I'm a senior and um, I've been going to Academy since I was in kindergarten and to be able to see you know all the traditions like running of the halls, you know You jump into the pool graduation silver coffee and the chance now that I've waited all this time and to not be able to do That is disheartening but um, I have to remember it's you have to remember like This is a global pandemic you're not the only one going through this everyone is experiencing like disappointment or heartbreak or stuff like that so you have to remember like we are in this together like this is something we will come out stronger after this so
0: i will remember this as the most unifying and universal um experience that I've ever gone through similarly to what Reagan said just because people in Italy people in Spain people in Asia are experiencing the same thing that I am going through
2: I feel like for me it's more of like a like a personal level like I'm a very like outgoing person and I I like spending time with my family but it's like I haven't been able to see my grandparents for like I went on a trip like recently and I couldn't see them when I came back because I got like sick it wasn't the coronavirus but I had like a sinus (laughs) infection and I couldn't go see them and like after this was like during like the all the new rules set out so I couldn't see them and it's been like almost a month and they live in the same city as me and so I just feel like this is very just scary not knowing what comes next for this I just a very like like a wake-up call for me
1: I I agree with you Casey I think that I personally am going to remember the fear of it all being really scared for my grandparents overseas who are living in Asia and my other family. Um, I'm gonna be really scared about my future. I know that us seniors, me, Casey and Reagan, AJ's a junior, but we're gonna have to choose our colleges based on maybe not even getting to visit them or we may have to stay close to home for another year just because all of this is happening. And I think that this has such a big effect on our future and maybe the world and I think it'll be really interesting to see how everything plays out. So, thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Best wishes from
2: Makona Online.